Hello and welcome back to Professionally Planned with Caitlin and M. I'm Caitlin. Wait, I thought I was Caitlin. Well, then I <laughs> call me M. Uh, <laughs> it's my turn to intro today. <laughs> I'm M. That's M. So what's new with M? I was feeling chaotic. Aren't you always? Yeah. <laughs> so when's, what's new with you? I did just finish this, like, completely bananas book. All right. It's called The Writing Retreat. It comes out in February. And if you just need something, like a mystery thriller with, like, a little bit of demons involved, mm. it, it, is, it is very, at least for me, it was very difficult to put down. I'm trying to Caitlin's just like slowly like yeah. uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. sure yeah, yeah book. Book. okay Good for you <laughs> uh, I feel like you just read such a wide range of stuff that whenever you like start with I just finished a book I have no idea what's going to come out of your mouth oh yet. it could be anything like I know people who read like only romance books or only like historical fiction or whatever but like when Em opens her mouth and is like I just read this book and it's about a writing retreat with demons I'm like, mm-hmm. uh-huh, yep, I don't really have a response there. I don't I don't know what I'm expecting you to say, but it's I mean, a lie every I time. I also read a romance book that involved um, a woman giving a man a nipple orgasm. Oh, well, that, that, <laughs> add that on to that wide range of books then. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we, read, we read everything over here in the M's world. Speaking of, I need to get you to join my book club. I don't need one more thing in my life. I'm sorry. I know the book club. That's okay. I can respect your boundaries. But Caitlin needs to not join so many things or be a part of so many things right now. That's fair. Okay. I might think of more things that are new for me. The the newest thing, obviously, is a book for me. It always is. It's always a book. But I might I might come up with some other stuff while you're telling me about what's new with you. Um, things that are new with me. I cooked dinner last night. What? I'm on cooking. That's going on. What did you like, cook? Mashed and potatoes. when I say I'm working on cooking, I mean I'm like cooking like actual full meals and not just like a box of pasta. Like which yeah, is what did you cook? I, I made chicken and waffles and I fried the chicken myself. And I made the waffles from scratch. Yum. Yeah. Um, you're like, you're, yeah. I'm it, trying it, to th- I was trying to think of something that wasn't like incredibly sexist to say. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, oh, you're in your housewife era. But I'm like, no, that's no, <laughs> that's not it. Um, no, I domestic. Is that I, I don't know. allowed? Like yesterday, I was just like, I had to do everything on my to-do list, all the chores, like the stuff that needed to get done around here. And then I had to go out and run errands and then I had to come back and cook dinner. And I'm like, really, how how do like homemakers or like housewives do it all? I have no idea. Right. It feels like even between like the two of us, like splitting like work around here, it just feels like nothing, like the whole list is never going to get done. 
Oh yeah, no, it's it's it, the the list is perpetual, and you just have to accept that. Yeah. So kudos and, to you if you're doing it all, but I certainly cannot. No, like we we just didn't have the time or energy to like clean our bathrooms, so we hired people to do it because we did have the money for it. And if that's the one chore that neither of you want to do, like mm-hmm. that. You know, in some ways that can like help a relationship to not have to fight about it. Oh my God, we fight so much less. <laughs> about the bathroom. Um, I'm trying to think of like what our like chore that is kind of like the the problem chore is. Oh, I also hate vacuuming. I really don't. I don't like doing it. It's because it was my chore when I was a kid. See, that's, that's one of the chores that I like. I'm okay with doing the dishes. But it's like cleaning out the sink itself, like the gunk. I don't like the gunk. Oh, are we supposed to do that? Ours just gets really dirty because like the food just kind of like hangs out in the bottom. Or like if you put like marinade on stuff and it all just kind of like seeps into the bottom of the sink. Ew. Ew. Like the actual like heavy duty cleaning in the kitchen is not for me, but that's fine. Oh! I was reminded of something. Speaking of cleaning, I completely reorganized my office. Oh, I've been working on reorganizing some stuff around here, too, because we just, like, swapped out some furniture in my craft room um, mm-hmm. so that we could have, like, the couch that was in here in the living room, which it was, like, 10 or 11 at night, and it was like, yeah, let's swap the couches right now. And I'm, like, I'm that way. I'm that person. And, like, normally I would be that person, but I'm like, oh, God, the neighbors are going to hate us. And I had to be like, can we first just, like, measure the couches to make sure they're going to fit in the places that they're going to belong? And he's like, oh, no, I measured. They're, they're going to be fine. But what he didn't measure were, was Were the they fine? Frame. I don't think they were fine. It was the door frame he didn't measure. <laughs> <laughs> so we're standing in the hallway with this couch, just, like, vertical, how did and it get in like, there? And he's like, I don't think this is going to work. This is the couch from the living room. Because we have different sized doorways in this apartment. Oh. Some of them are like double wide like arches instead of doors. Okay, um, okay. It's an old building. So the it's a weird layout. But this is a more standard sized door. So we're standing in the middle of the hallway with this couch vertical. And he's like, I don't think this is going to work. And he's like, okay, but have we tried it this direction? Have we tried it with this t- this part towards the door? Have we tried it? This Pivot! Pivot! Like, We've tried all of the different directions that this couch can go. I don't think it's going to work. And he's like, just give me one more try. I don't know how he did it. And the legs wouldn't screw off either. Because I'm like, oh, we just need to take the legs off. And he's like, no, no, they don't come off. It'll be fine. We finally made it. I don't know how, but that couch is not leaving this room in one piece. No. <laughs> And he's, he's like, convinced that we're going to swap it out later on with a different couch that he has in his other office because this one's kind of falling apart. How many couches do you have? Three, and we keep rotating them, apparently. <laughs> we have one. I'm like, I just want the one that was in here to begin with. It was great to put stuff on top of. And he's like, it's because you're not using it as a couch. You're using That's it fair. as, like, a planner pile. If you're going to use it as a planner pile, at least take the one that's kind of fallen apart. Oh. Well, do you, are you a, um like, you have a chair where you put all of your clothes on it? Like, what, like if they're dirty? Um, No, I have a pile on the floor. Well, no, dirty clothes go in a basket. So I've got that covered. But, like, 
I know what you're talking about. It's the clothing that you've worn once, but not for long enough to consider it dirty. Yeah, but you're too lazy to put it back. Right. It's not, it's not clothing that can go back, but it's clothing that can be worn again. Mm -hmm. And that is a pile in the bottom of my closet. Yeah. See, I usually have a, I, I, when I was younger, at least I would have the pile, but the pile would go on a chair or any flat surface that was not on the floor. Maybe I need to invest in another chair. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't need it, but another couch. That's another what you couch, need. but the couch is the planner pile, a fourth couch to really round it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. All, all of the couches, we could just bring them all in here and they could all just serve as a different storage area. So I've been trying to redo the storage solutions in here because I'm like, I actually have like shelves and drawers and stuff for the planner stuff that it belongs in. So yeah, probably should just go over there. That's my favorite thing. It's like organizing favorite chore. I will organize all day. To me, it can go either way. It really depends on what I'm organizing. Like to organize the planners and like organize stuff in here just stresses me out because there's just like so much of it. But if I were to like organize something that I wasn't emotionally attached to, then it would be easier. Like if you said, Caitlin, go organize the pantry or whatever, I'd be like, okay, I can go organize the pantry. Well, the first step is decluttering right and that's why I can't tackle the planner pile. Oh, yeah are you are you one of those people where like once you buy something you have like an emotional attachment to it oh for sure it makes things very difficult in the decluttering step well especially in like like even like with Target you're like oh I bought this and I tried it on and it doesn't really fit right but I might just keep it <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that. I've been better at returning things, but it's it's a it's a process of just like trying to keep this space like usable. Mm-hmm. I'm like I've <laughs> one of my love languages is organizing other people's stuff for them. So I'm like I'm like Caitlin, I will come to your apartment and I will organize it for you and we will declutter it together come in here sort out my stickers for me I just rounded up a whole like bin of happy planner stickers that I'm like these are not things I'm using right now probably will use them again in the future but for now they just need to be like out of sight and then Mm. if they're out of sight for a long enough period of time and I'll come back to them and be like yeah I didn't really need this in the first place then they can go yeah no I feel that I have like a a bin of stuff in the closet that's like this is stuff that I really liked, but now I'm not using. So if I put it out of sight and I forget about it and then I open it up in a few months, I'm either going to be really excited to find this or realize that I didn't need it in the first place. Yes. I have a I have a planner de-stash pile where it, it's things that like I like and are cute, but I know I'm never going to use it. And like, I'm like, I've spent money on this and it was, it was a good purchase, but I'm not going to use it. And so I'm just going to put it in the bin and eventually someone comes over and takes things from the bin. I got to make friends who want to take the planner stuff away from me. You can do that easy. You're so friendly. I just don't have enough time in the day to like, like meet up with people or like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, because I feel like if I cut away my hours that way, then I don't have enough of my alone time. And it's just, 
Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm definitely more of an introvert than you are. I think, (laughs) so I think I'm, I'm also an introvert, but like when it comes to assisting other people, I will become extroverted. Mm. So I'm, I'm like, oh, let's, I'm like, oh, we're going to make a book club for like, like my, my entire book club are introverts. I'm just the most extroverted introvert in the bunch, you know? So are you like the designated phone call person for your group? Because every group has one of those. What's a phone call? Oh, I know what a phone call is. What's a phone call? What's a phone call? So let me explain (laughs) what a phone call is to (laughs) preface this. Um, No, but it's like, whenever I'm like hanging out with like a group of people, nobody likes to get on the phone. Like if we have to make a reservation at a restaurant or we're like, are you still open? There's one person in the group who's like the most extroverted of the introvert. Oh God, I hate phone calls. will always make the phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. You always have to have one person who's willing to make a phone call. I will do anything to avoid making a phone call. Oh, same. And I think that's why it's taken me so long to like get on the phone and cancel this Comcast service. But they oh, just yeah. well, that, that's different because they actively are trying to make you not cancel. Yeah. And last time I was on the phone, it took like an hour. So like, I don't want to be on the phone for an hour again. Um. We were talking about this at work. Like every time the phone rings, we all just kind of look at each other like, who's going to get it this time? Who's going to grab the phone? Um, And it's always like, we have one or two people who like really like picking up the phone and we're like, where are they? Come on, get the phone. Um, But when I have- Come on, Daryl. I know. When I pick up the phone, it's like, you never know what's on the other end of the line, especially at work, because it could be something as simple as like, are, are you, you open? open today? Which normally, yes, if I'm answering the phone, we're open. Um, a lot of like those robo calls or like just nothing. Those are the best. When you just get to like say hello, and then they just start like giving the robo call and you just hang up on them. That's oh, great. my favorite robo call though is the one with the cruise horn. Because the first time it scared the shit out of me. It's like you pick up and it just goes. (laughs) I don't know what kind of robocalls you're getting, but I kind of want them. Um, But then there's like the really complicated questions that involve like a lot of things. I just don't like talking on the phone. Or when you can't understand the other person, but you're also at work. So you like can't be rude about it but they just like keep muttering and I'm like um or it's either muttering they're going through a wind tunnel you know like all sorts of shit I know so hate picking up the phone because it's just like the uncertainty of what is on the other end of the line I don't mind like calling people that I know like Nick and I just find it easier to just call each other if we have questions for stuff but Mm. yeah Well, see, my, my parents, they still have a landline. My parents when I call don't. said landline, they do not answer because the only person who calls the landline is telemarketers. Mm. I'm like, well, maybe if you guys had your cell phones on, those things that you bought, then I wouldn't have to call the landline. Yeah. My parents have a landline, and I think the only person who calls the landline is my grandmother, so... 
Also, don't know. Know, landlines work like if the power goes out, the phone lines are still up. So, like, if you can call somebody, that part's nice. Yeah, I don't know if ours is like like that. I'm not sure. I've never, I've never heard that they still work if the power goes out. So, yeah, because there's the phone line, and then there's like the electric line. But if there's an EMP, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not a phone technician, and. To go back to that conversation about chores, I'm also like the like the handy person around here. Oh, like I'm not. I, I get up on the chairs and I put new light bulbs in and stuff like that because if he were responsible for the light bulbs, it would just be completely dark in here. He just like, we'll just bring another lamp in. And I'm like, we can't keep bringing lamps into rooms. Like we just gotta put the light bulbs in. Have to have as many lamps as couches. I know, but we were. I was in the kitchen the other night and I'm like okay the lights have been burned out in here for too long we've got all these lamps in the kitchen nobody needs lamps in their kitchen no Um, you're more likely to cut a cord by accident when you're like cutting vegetables and they're like floor lamps (laughs) so we have a couple of bulbs that are burnt out um and our apartment complex charges us like $50 per bulb Mm -hmm. to have someone come in and change it even though the ceilings are so high that like and like there's there's like a light fixture and things like that that if we were to change it ourselves Mm -hmm. we would probably damage it yeah I'm like at what point do we have someone come in because we have like four bulbs downstairs burnt out and it feels like we're living in a cave yeah, our building doesn't charge to, like, replace them, but it's still, like, I'm not calling maintenance to come up here and fix a light bulb for me. Like, if my ceilings are normal height, unlike yours, because there's just, like, a special circumstance. And I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna fix it myself. I'm gonna get up on a chair and I'm gonna fix it. But in fixing the kitchen, I realized that something's going on with the light fixture and there's exposed fiberglass. And then I got covered in fiberglass. Like, this is a great day. Such a great day. <laughs> Did you get it all off? Because that was at the, like the last podcast, right? It was, yeah, we finished the podcast. Then I'm like, I'm going to fix all the lights today, only to get covered in like fiberglass. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, I, I fixed the problem with um some packing tape. I just kind of took it all off of the clothing that way and then sent them through the wash. Oh. Yeah. So let's let's move on. What do we got on the docket for today? Oh, that's a good question. Cause now I'm thinking of like, you know, in the new year, how everyone everyone sets goals, sure. Yeah. But you know how people always have those projects that they want to do? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about that a little bit because like, you know, for example, you're wanting to get your planner, your planner area set up yes Gil is building a dresser for us right now <laughs> oh wow from scratch no I mean like a sound like or like an Ikea like, one yeah it's, we, we went with Wayfair because the Ikea okay. shipping was going to be as much as the dresser see I just use Ikea as like a catch-all term for like any uh, furniture that you put together from the kit that's true it's like oh I'm using a Kleenex where really it's a facial tissue yeah yeah I was just wondering do you have any projects in your life that you're wanting to work on I mean beyond the whole like 
apply for and hopefully get a job thing. Um, I really do want to revamp this this like craft room space this year, or at least find something that like works a little bit better where I'm not just like moving the pile of stuff from like if it's on the table, but then I need to use the table. So I move it to the desk and then I need to use the desk. So I mm -hmm. move the pile to the couch and then I need to use the couch. So I move it back to the table and then I got to use the table again. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm just like rotating stuff around here. Um, so it would be nice to find a solution where everything has a home. A designated pile place. A designated pile place. And maybe that means getting rid of the stuff in the pile to begin with. Potentially. I mean, if you're just moving the pile around but never using anything that's in the pile. It's true. You could, could give like that some thought. Pads of scrapbook paper that I'm like, oh, I'll use this in the future because, you know, you buy the whole pad of scrapbook paper wanting like one or two sheets out of it. Mm -hmm. And then you have the whole pad of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that sort of thing. That's like, you know, you buy a container for all the scrapbook paper and then you put it in your closet. Mm hmm. So organizing stuff around here is kind of on the list for this year. What about you? So I I was getting big into like learning skills as a, as projects. Those are still goals kind of, but are I you did on Skillshare. Yeah, I'm on Skillshare. Uh, like one of my projects this year is potentially to become good enough at something that I could teach a class on Skillshare. Oh, that's a nice goal. Yeah. So that's a that's a project. Um, but I think one of my projects that I want to do is um I bought a new planner <laughs> recently. Oh, Remember that's last how episode? Every project starts. <laughs> that's how every project starts. Um, and I think I want to like give it a different cover because okay. I I really don't like the cover that's on it now. And it, I only bought this cover because it was the only option. What kind of binding is it? O-ring. Okay. So like just the circles. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so it's not like it's going to pop off and on. Um, although Heather did, uh, Heather, uh, wildly Heather, showed me how to make essentially any coil bound planner into a disc bound planner. Oh, I've seen that done before. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you just go in with scissors and just, like, cut it in the middle. It's, mm -hmm. it's like, time-intensive, but it's not hard. And so now I can actually use this planner because five minutes before that, I was like, I quit. I can't do it. My handwriting looks awful. I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I really try to just keep everything in the same binding system. Otherwise, I'm gonna drive myself, like, nuts mm -hmm. just trying to figure it all out. But on the bright side, this opens a whole world of possibilities for like other planners that I could potentially use. But the Laurel Denise planner, that's the planner I'm talking about. Uh, it's awesome. Like it really is. It's just, I don't like the pattern. It looks like it's covered in turkeys. Oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> I could go for a turkey planner. Well, it's like if they're supposed to be flowers, but they look like turkeys. Okay, those are some very turkey florals. Yeah. yeah. And like... I like the color palette, though. Yeah, I like the color palette. And like the inside, there's like this green floral one. I'm like, why didn't you do that on the front? That would have been perfect. 
but you know I don't make the rules I don't have a planner company yet I'm wondering if you could just like cover it in fabric oh and just like, like some blue blue and fabric like book binding kind of style mm-hmm. what get- I had been thinking was scrapbook paper and just like putting that on but I do think maybe making like a like a cozy for it might yeah. be yeah or if you just like better. sand it down cover it in a layer of mod podge scrapbook paper mod podge again yeah the part I'm worried about is the binding yeah so you wouldn't be able to get like right up next to the binding but like mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to just like rebind the planner yeah because I, I have no idea how I would even do that I'm gonna have to deep dive (laughs) is that the planner that you did the review on your youtube channel of yes I did (laughs) I haven't seen it yet but I saw the video thumbnail pop up so sweet yeah it's it, it it essentially it's perfect for people who like want to see everything at once because weekly so it's um uh, essentially it's really long and so when you flip it open uh there's a a a tab might be the wrong word for it but you've got the monthly on the left and the weeklies in the middle and they're like a little half uh half letter traveler's notebooks okay and so the weeklies flip but you can always see the monthly oh that's kind of fancy so it is like as a whole, it's a letter-sized planner, but the binding's on the short edge of the letter rather than the long edge? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, you, I, I, I was thinking before, I was like, oh, well, since I hate this cover so much, I'm like, I'll just do it in a bullet journal. And then I was like, I'm not going to have enough room because I don't have any, they don't make them this long. You yeah, even like it. the the eight by eight Archer and Olive is still smaller than that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's my project. If anyone has any suggestions on how I can uh, recover this with minimal skill required, mm-hmm. I don't know how to sew. I don't own any fabric. Acrylic paint? You could just paint over it. I could do that. I don't have any acrylic paint. Um, but I also worry that like. You remember with the foam boards where everyone was doing the painted foam boards? Yeah. It warps as it dries. How thick of a cover is it? Is it like chipboard? Uh, It's thicker than chipboard because chipboard is the stuff that I used to like put in uh, my packages. I would say the thickness, it's like a clipboard thickness. Oh, okay. But the foam boards were thicker than that and they were warping, so. Yeah, but the foam boards are also, like, mostly air. Oh, that's true. So, I don't know. Um, Lots of ideas on how to figure that out, but I'm sure you'll figure out the right one eventually. Oh, speaking of audience participation, I'm I'm refreshing my... uh, my story right now because we took a vote last week when we talked about emails and how m keeps her inbox at like zero to like a hundred like in that range and i somehow end up in the twelve thousand range i'm currently at 33 uh and we are tied 
50-50 between the Caitlins and the M's in terms of email management. I love so, it. So I, I guess the Caitlin approach is just like, let your email run amok and figure it out later. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I started not exactly a project, but I started just unsubscribing from everything this week. I think I've unsubscribed from like 40 or 50 email lists. I did too. Isn't it awesome? It's awesome. But I also like, I got an email today from something that I never subscribed to. And I scroll to the bottom and I'm like, I'm going to unsubscribe from this because I never signed up for this. And I click on unsubscribe and it brings me to their unsubscribe page. And it's like, you subscribed this morning. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I was yeah, like, who morning. put me on who this? put me on this list? So I think that's part of the problem that is that I'm not signing up for half of these emails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not half of them. I think I brought a lot of this on myself, but email, yeah. I hate it. And especially because there are things where like, for example, LinkedIn, something I did sign up for, sends me like 20 emails a day about things that other people are doing and connections I might know. And I'm like, I do not care about this. But you can unsubscribe without deleting like your account or like without removing, you know, crucial emails about someone emailing, you know, messaging you about a job. It's nice. Happens, but. Yeah, it's nice when you're able to like adjust the email frequency mm. when you're getting like too many and you're like, I just want one email every two weeks. Like that I can manage. But I think one of, oh gosh, I don't know if I want to admit this or not. Ah. My, my major character flaws, I suppose, is that when I get drunk, if I've been like drinking like a bottle of wine or something like that, um, I start adding people on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's really bad but they're like people I know but like I'll I'll like talk to someone and they're like did you add me on LinkedIn and I'm like yeah I did I'm like oh thanks for adding me on LinkedIn and I'm like you're welcome <laughs> I mean I've done I've done some like LinkedIn stalking where but they know when you look at their profiles so that's why I'm like I won't like add anybody that I don't know but it's like I'll add my I was like, last time I, I had like some wine, I'm like, I'm going to add all of my my cousins. Like, <laughs> I know these people. I'm going to add them on LinkedIn. <laughs> Thought that was the greatest idea I've had. And they all they all added me back on LinkedIn. But like, I would hope so. I'm like, oh, God. Um, but no, that's the thing about LinkedIn. You can see when people see your profile. But I thought you had to pay more money to see who it was. Some people... Some people you can, some people you can't. I can see the last seven people who viewed my profile. It sends me an email when somebody looks at my LinkedIn. Oh my God. I didn't realize because I've been looking at my ex-boyfriend's wife's LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) She knows. She knows. I guess. LinkedIn keeps telling me to add her. Because you keep looking at her profile. (laughs) They think they think you're interested in connecting with her on LinkedIn. I just want to make sure she's okay. <laughs> well, you can send her a very professional message. Well, that and I also want to, I have this irrational fear uh, that m- my ex is going to start working at the place where I work. So I have to like keep tabs and make sure that it hasn't happened. 
you gotta set up like a burner account on LinkedIn so you can like <laughs> stalk can everyone. Can you do Google Incognito on LinkedIn? Do you have to be logged in to look at people's profiles? I don't remember, but yeah, you can you can see who like looks at your LinkedIn profile. Well, I think that's one of the features of premium is that you can turn it off, like that you can turn off that your views show on someone's profile. I'm not paying for this shame spiral. <laughs> and it's just like the weirdest. I know I said I was like, oh, we're going to pivot towards planners again. But we're not pivoting. Um, We've already pivoted enough trying to get that couch, trying to get that out of your couch office. through the door. Um, okay, so you know, as I, you can assume, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and I know this girl, like, you know, there's influencers on every platform. You've got your Instagram influencers, you got your YouTube. LinkedIn influencers are just like a different breed of people. That's a thing? Yeah. How do you influence on LinkedIn? What are you influencing them to do? Uh, she, she posts, I don't want to like call her out because, you know, she's doing great things, but like, she posts like, every day and she posts like photos of her at the office and like stuff like that talking about how great her company is and like is she a recruiter no <laughs> I don't want to give too many details away because like this is like a person that I know but the concept of LinkedIn influencers isn't exclusive to this one person there's like actually like people who use LinkedIn to like post these like you know, the pseudo motivational posts about like how great it is that their office lets them have lunch breaks, like that kind of stuff. It is a thing. It's a real thing. I mean, I understand, you know, the 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 point of LinkedIn is to have these connections so that you can get a job. Yeah. And, you know, like connecting and things like that. Um, I'm just scrolling. LinkedIn might will feature your posts. Yeah, it's like a social media site in its own like right, and everybody thinks that it's like just you know it's LinkedIn, it's a resume website, but no, there's like people who actually use it to post content. Yeah, um, am I just like? a crotchety old man because I'm like I would never I would I don't use LinkedIn this way no I don't either um I certainly use LinkedIn for a different purpose but uh yeah there's there's something out there for everyone if it's not Instagram I guess it's LinkedIn yeah because there's all sorts of things on here uh where it's like define your niche and I'm like oh it's like the questions they use on Bumble you can have like your your profile questions on there oh yeah well actually could they use linkedin as a dating service in there you put things like your skills maybe linkedin had it right all along i'm like if you say you're skilled in communication like maybe i would date you would you endorse that skill for who i don't know <laughs> That's like the one, the other thing about LinkedIn that I don't like is when you add your skills, your like connections have, can like endorse them and be like, yeah, Emma's great at communicating. And you can like or give a thumbs your up connections can add skills for you. Uh, that's weird. I was like, cause someone was like, Emma's great at event planning. And I was like, all I did was 
like tell set, set up a volunteer thing for our our sorority like that's not a I'm gonna add you on I'm not even drinking but I'm gonna add you on LinkedIn right now oh yeah you so you can see my janky uh profile photo taken in my old apartment I'm gonna find it it's not hard so let us know what your thoughts are on uh linkedin as the next social experiment because i will say my old boss posts on linkedin like all the time yeah i i think everybody knows somebody who posts on linkedin like a lot I mean, maybe it's for, like, really, really career-oriented people. I think so. Maybe I'm just not that person. <laughs> I mean, right but right now we're more focused on getting getting the job, and then, and then you can start your LinkedIn influencer career. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where we need to bring the planner community next. LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> for anyone looking for a new audience for a your sticker shop. Have you tried LinkedIn? Have you tried LinkedIn? We were having this conversation yesterday with some planner friends um, in a group chat. And we're talking about like, well, how do you get your sticker shop to like new audiences? Mm-hmm. Which don't ask me, I shut mine down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm okay. kidding. I mean, I did, but like... If it were open again, like, how mm-hmm. would you reach new audiences for your sticker shop? I think that's, like, the big struggle in, like, running a small business is not having a super impressive marketing budget, you know, to begin with, mm-hmm. um, relying a lot on word of mouth. And- well, so there are, there's lots of options. It just, you know, I think that you have to be a lot more active for that, right? You're not you're not just gonna post a, a reel or a TikTok one day and automatically have a brand new audience. Like you could, but that's not really how it works. And I think it it just takes repeated, like, you know, putting yourself out there again and again and again, which is the frustrating part because it like feels like nobody's listening, especially at the get-go, which is me which can be really discouraging. Yeah. So like sharing your product um your stickers whatever um and I think the thing that I find that like helps bring people to my like my own Etsy shop is when I like share my stickers being used in different kinds of planners and not just like happy planner stuff like a lot of my plump paper videos using my own stickers like people DM me and like be like oh can I get a link for these because they're reaching a new audience with like different hashtags and different like account participations and a lot of it too is like so for example let's let's stick with planner Mm -hmm. audiences right now stickers who uses stickers how are they using the stickers right so like if you think you know I, I think to myself I'm like okay well uh with die cut stickers people put those on water bottles yeah, a lot laptops. of people, oh, laptops, water bottles, Kindles, things like that, right? Notebook covers, like mm-hmm. just, yeah. And so it's like, okay, cool. Uh, I might, you know, maybe maybe design some things that target those audiences a little bit more and then post about them myself 
you know, like putting one of my die cut stickers on my water bottle, on my notebook, showing it off because people, sometimes people don't even think that you can use these things in other ways until they're shown. And I definitely think die cuts are like a good example of something that a planner sticker shop can offer that would appeal to a wider range of people. Mm-hmm. Like I know um, as someone who like sells planner stickers and the planner stickers are on like they're paper, they're matte paper. Those aren't the kind of stickers you're going to want to put like on your laptop or your water bottle because they're not going to hold up. They're not going to last. Meant, they're meant for like paper on paper kind of things. And I get that question a lot from people like, oh, um, like what material are you using? Would they hold up if I like put them through a dishwasher? And I'm like, no, don't do that. But like die cuts, on the other hand, mm-hmm. those like mostly waterproof, water resistant stickers, they're great. And I love die cuts and the fact that I can buy them from a bunch of different shops and like support a bunch of different artists. And you can have like a small work of art from like all of your favorite shops on your water bottle or whatever. Oh yeah. My or water like, bottle's covered. Three bucks. In yeah. Lupita three, just bucks. bought me a new water bottle and I'm like, how many stickers <laughs> I can put on this? So like new products that kind of reach into other audiences. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I do think, you know, that some things that people do is you know, reach out to local businesses, right? So like, for example, I can think of local to me, uh, a coffee shop and a bookstore. And I think even like some local, um, like smoothie, acai places Mm -hmm. that they will, they'll have all sorts of little knickknacks that you can keep. Yeah. Boutiques Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, Essentially, I think how the process works, it's kind of like a wholesale situation, right? Where like they buy it from you and then they sell it in their store. Yeah. But, you know, being able to buy those stickers in a new place, you have a new audience. And potentially if you've got your branding all great, they go, oh, Caitlin Plans made this sticker. I really like this sticker. I'm going to go see what else she does. Yeah. Um, when I was living in Fargo, one of my favorite stores was this place called Unglued. And they are just like this boutique of um, just all locally made like project, like products, projects, mm-hmm. products, whatever. They had a lot of die cuts. They had like screen printed shirts from local artists. They had like canned jams and candles. And they're all like locally made products from like local makers. And it was really cool that they would like have them all in the same space and you could just shop them all but it was just die cuts galore everybody had their die cuts there and I that was like my favorite thing in college was like going there and like buying all the die cuts to put on the back of my laptop and I think you know sometimes you have to think about you know if you're trying to expand do a new a new market right of people um potentially how else you can change or just reuse your products right um, so like your design, you mm-hmm. can make it into washi tape, you can make it into a notepad, you can make it into notebooks, right? Sticky Where, notes, um, you sticky can even put notes. it on like pencil bags, t-shirts, like that kind of stuff. But it is de- dependent on how much space you have, how many mm-hmm. different products you want to have at the same time. Like mm-hmm. in my own sticker shop, I'm like, I've got 
a couple hundred designs up right now and I need to start narrowing this down because I don't need to keep a hundred different designs on on stock at any given time yeah because you're paying 20 cents for each of those yeah and it's not even that it's just like when somebody places an order and they order like 30 different sheets of stickers that's 30 different designs that I've got to like pull or print or whatever versus just like making a huge stack of all the new ones that just that's what everyone's ordering I will say that like the and we said it last time that the idea of getting into sort of going going the next level is scary yeah and I mean most things that are worth doing are a little bit scary but yeah they do come with risks all their own but if you like can feel yourself at like that next like point I mean wouldn't be terrible to like kind of put your feet in the water and just like feel it out or even just like to gauge interest amongst your existing customer base like asking questions like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. which actually I think is a good point to sort of jump into our small business shout out for the day Mm -hmm. because get ready get ready because you're going to want to look her up okay (laughs) so uh today I I got to pick and I'm spotlighting a local artist. So she's local to Knoxville. I don't, I I really don't think I've highlighted her before. If I have, oh well. Um, but uh, her name is Paris Woodhull. Uh, and she runs Paris Woodhull Illustrations. This last year, she just opened a storefront literally around the corner from me. Don't stalk me. Um, but... So she started in illustration, right, and sort of branched out into making murals, and she makes all sorts of things, magnets, keychains, prints, which she's all over my walls. And she now has screen printing. So she makes all of these awesome, uh, her designs, you can get them as t-shirts, so like my, the, the hoodie crew neck that I always wear that says probably anxious, that's from her. <laughs> These are so cute. I'm looking at a sticker right now that says club multiple drinks at once, which is totally <laughs> me. It's like the bottle of water, the coffee mug, and like the can of Coke or whatever. It yeah. is so accurate. I'm a multiple drink person at once. She's also very big into Dolly Parton, which all of Tennessee really is. Yeah. But These are I so just love cute. how sort of how different her designs are even between each other um but also just there is an element of whimsy in it that I like like she has um these Enneagram islands that she's made um and they're just they're fun I I really I really like them now I gotta see my Enneagram island yeah you're Enneagram four right yeah yeah so like my island I'm a type one also if you don't know your Enneagram type, you should take a quiz. Um, but I have things like Mount High Standards, Bridge of Balance, To-Do List Forest, Perfectionist Lagoon. I've got a stream of all the feels. We've got the Thinking Spirals Whirlpool, uh, the Aesthetic Express. We've got a train. Oh, this is so cute. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't think she does those ones on shirts, but she does do them as prints. And that's it's pretty awesome. And yeah. So that's my that's my small business shout out because she's doing it all. I'll link it down below. 
Heck yeah. You can check out the website down below in the description of our podcast. She also has two cats and they're really cute. And a sticker that says, hope you like cats. Uh, yeah, I have that as a magnet. You can see it in the background. It's right <laughs> I see it. Right there. I also have that on a shirt because it's really cute. <laughs> this is adorable. This episode is brought to you by M's Wardrobe. I think another thing that I wanted to talk about today that's another topic that we talked about like with our friends yesterday is the concept of like group sales. <sighs> I was going to ask, how do you feel about group sales? Or first, well, maybe somebody we should... asked me this yesterday and I was like, I feel nothing. Maybe we should explain the concept of group sales first. Yeah, definitely go. Um, I mean, at least in the planner community, there are these like kind of groups or organizations that put together like a sale that runs like a certain weekend. And as a small business, you can kind of opt into it and be included in the list of shops that are participating in XYZ sale. Um, and you, uh, you set your own discount price, or sometimes it's like set across the board where it's like 20% off this weekend at all of these shops under our like umbrella sale. Um, and you would just be having a sale in your own shop, but you have the support of like other shops having a sale at the same time and being able to- Hypothetically, you Hypothetically. have that <laughs> Yeah. You want to add on to that? Well, no, that was, that was beautifully accurate. My my problem with the group sales is that, generally speaking, so first of all, I'm on a crafty low spend. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not even buying stuff from my friends' shops right now. And so I definitely don't really want to be looking for new shops. But I also think that people... I don't I don't go looking for new shops just, you know, for shits and giggles. I look because I want something, a certain type of sticker that maybe only that mm-hmm. shop has. And so like uh... Yeah, like when I see the like Instagram post or like the list of all of the different shops that are participating in XYZ sale, I don't really I never just like, oh, I'm gonna look at all these different shops and see what everyone has to offer. It just feels maybe a little we overwhelming. Like, sometimes... Well, it's like Black Friday, right? And yeah. you're going to the mall, and everywhere has a sale. Do you go into every single store, or do you go to the ones that you wanted to go to? I think I just go to the ones, and honestly, it's, I go to the ones that I either know, or I see something in the window, and I'm like, oh, that could that could be for me. Like, if I haven't yeah. shopped there, and I see something in the window, like, in this, like, hypothetical situation... If I come across someone's Instagram and I see something in the window, I'm like, oh, that could be for me. I'll either like give them a follow or check out their website. Yeah. So then the the problem here then may, might become sort of an advertising issue in terms of like how to make the group sales more effective, being able to see, you know, the the cool things that they have to offer that creates that window shopping experience. Mm-hmm. But like for me, I'm not just going to, be like oh these shops are having a sale click 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 i'm not gonna open them overwhelming to like see the like long list of shops that are included in every sale because i looked at one yesterday that had like 25 or 30 shops all having a sale at once and i'm like i'm gonna look through this list and see if i recognize any of these names i think i recognized one or two of them but it's like i feel like like, mm -hmm. 
yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go to all the shops um, unless they're like maybe doing a group sale in the fact that they've all kind of collabed on different designs. Like there was a while ago where you still had your shop open and we did the endangered species collab and everyone had a different sheet of an endangered species. That yes. was really interesting to go to all the different shops and like see what they came up with, like with the theme. It was, but it did not translate into sales for me. No. <laughs> I think I got a few out of it, but it's interesting to like see shops be linked together more than just the fact that they're having a sale at the same time, because you could be not participating in that sale and have a sale that same weekend and it wouldn't be any different to me, you know? Yeah, like... A sale is a sale. Yeah. That's the same thing. I had the same issue when it comes to like certain um, like sticker accounts or whatever they're like oh we'll feed we'll feature your shop give us a coupon code and I'm like you know sure and I didn't get any sales I've had some luck with um like the few people who have like reached out to me and be like I'd love to feature your stickers on my YouTube channel will you send me a few sheets and like maybe set up a coupon code and that's translated into sales Mm -hmm. but it depends on then have to consider the size of the account and yeah you have to put a lot of consideration into like I'm not just sending out free stickers to everybody and anybody who asks me for free stickers because that would put me out of business but like there are some things that you can like yep that that seems like a good investment that seems like where I'd like to put my marketing into um Mm -hmm. so I don't know I am indifferent to the concept of group sales but I mean, but anything I, with regard to business is risky, right? It's risky yeah. business. Mm-hmm. That's a good title. I like that. Um, <laughs> but to follow up on that, my question for myself, I guess, is would I ever participate in a group sale? And I think the answer is no, because I like the independence of just doing things on my own timeline and not having to deal with any kind of like overarching structure that's like setting the sales. Because I know there were, like some group sales that kind of had some weird politics going on in the last few months that just would like to stay out of that. Yeah, it's just like, it seems unnecessary to have to like, you know, if you're participating in a group sale, like having someone tell you how much you can, or like how much you have to discount your things or like having to give freebies or things like that, where it's like, you know, it's your business, you know what works best for you and like what you can afford to invest in. I don't know. Yeah. So I think we're kind of just, yeah, about the, about the group sales. Yeah. Now question, Mm -hmm. would you ever consider going onto Patreon with your stickers? Because then it would be, you, you know, you wouldn't, there wouldn't be like repeated designs, right? You wouldn't have 500 designs. You would have like, this is the month we're deciding on what stickers we're doing and that's it. See, I played around with that that idea. I don't think I'm actually leaning towards it, but it was like a nice like kind of thing to think about. I love the way that according to Allie does her sticker Patreon where she has the shop open, but then when you're like a member of her Patreon, you get three ship, uh, three steep cheap, blah, 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 blah. You get three shits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Um, 
you get three sheets of stickers every month and as like a collective patreon group we vote on the theme she like comes up with like mood boards and then we just vote and then she makes three sheets of stickers and just sends them to everyone and you automatically just get all three sheets i can't say th sheets today that's no sheets uh, given no sheets given um you just automatically get the the three designs there we go um every month that you pay for luckily the one i voted for all has always won so i haven't been disappointed thus far i think i think i'm kind of in that same boat um where i've always voted for the winning designs but I think the problem that I would have if I like moved exclusively over to Patreon and I'm like, okay, you're just paying the Patreon price and then you get all of the new sheets that I make that month. I like to make like a lot of different designs mm -hmm. each month. And that just doesn't seem feasible to be like, okay, you'll pay in $70 and then I'll give you 12 new sheets of stickers every month. Like that doesn't, doesn't feel feasible for me. I, mm -hmm. it's, it's true. Cause like I, you know, no one's going to like every sheet no. and then you'll have people being like okay so I get 12 sheets can I have three of this and four of that and two of this yeah so I like what Allie does with like the smaller curated collection that's exclusive to the Patreon mm -hmm. but do I think I'd ever open a Patreon I'm not sure I think it's just like one more thing that I just don't need to like deal with right now you do not need more things no Caitlin doesn't I also do not need more things got too much going on <laughs> yeah yep I'm gonna just keep thinking about last week's episode title just doing less do less do less and I'm like and then and then happy more yeah hopefully oh so what what's been making you happy oh shit um, you should have seen that coming when you I know I was gonna do it to you transition. yeah <laughs> <laughs> what is making me happy this week I'm opening my journal because usually I like write stuff down sometimes maybe uh okay okay so something that made me happy this week we went to uh artisan cakery which is where we're getting our wedding Ooh. cake from actually um and they had a or have a strawberry cheesecake now mm. and it's like massive because they put it's like I, I okay i've only been to the cheesecake factory twice but like there's cake in it and then there's cheesecake and then there's a little more cake and then it's covered Ooh. in cream cheese frosting that sounds good yeah don't get excited. I don't think it's not free. That um, doesn't matter. I'm still invested in the cheesecake. Yeah. But that was something I couldn't finish it. It was that large. That was something that I was very excited about this week. And it made me very happy to eat. I am similarly excited about food. Um, you know those like chocolate Valentine's Day heart boxes of truffles or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I've never been able to eat one because they always like, you know, people like nuts with their chocolate or whatever, or even if there's no nut ones in the assorted mix, they're always made nut in facility. nut facility. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. So I've never been able to eat one, but there's this chocolate company that operates out of Vermont. They're called Vermont Nut-Free Chocolates. Okay. They're 
they're a small business. They're a small nut free kitchen that's like really dedicated to like allergy free stuff. Double highlight today. You're getting a bonus small business shout out. It's not the cheapest chocolate in the world. Like things things are like, you know, double what you would pay at like the store for the equivalent products. Like they have skippers, which are like M&Ms, but you could like buy them for like double the price of a bag of M&Ms, but I can't eat M&Ms. So I'm like, okay, really want those. Anyway, they had those giant chocolate Valentine's Day hearts. And I'm like, oh, I really want this but for $35. I don't know if I can do that. Oh, that's not no. I I spent $105 on candy this week. You're counting, huh? Yeah. I, I don't need to count how much I spend on candy every week because I spend a lot on candy every week. Probably not $105, <laughs> but yeah. Um. So anyway, that was for like the 12-piece one. And I like sent it to Nick and I'm like, oh my God, look at this. And he's like, oh, is this like a hint, hint moment? And I'm like, kind yes. of, but it's pricey. So I don't want to like, make you pay for this chocolate heart thing that also is another $12 in shipping because they like it's food you know you can't ship chocolate in the mail for like extended periods of time oh that's true although it's winter and then I like looked at my email and he sent me a gift card like a virtual gift card like buy some chocolate so I got a hundred dollars worth of chocolate that's gonna be here this week Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. When I say a hundred dollars worth of chocolate, it's like a hundred dollars worth of chocolate plus small business chocolate. So it's a little bit less chocolate. Oh yeah, it better it's gonna be fucking delicious. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. So I got like the assorted truffle heart thing. I got a bag of like the skippers, which are the M&Ms. Um I he wanted this maple fudge thing Mm. of maple fudge. So I got him that. I love fudge. Um, I think I got sea salt caramel chocolate covered things I got a marshmallow on a stick covered in chocolate and sprinkles it's just like I got so much stuff I'm excited I'm so hungry (laughs) yeah I'm gonna have to go eat lunch after this I am too so I think that's where we're at for today huh yeah oh my god there's so many treats (laughs) Let's let's just wrap this up with the chocolate that's a good way to end this episode fabulous well oh, this has oh, been you're doing the outro yeah well i'm gonna cut you off this time so this has been professionally planned with caitlin and m jazz, jazz. <laughs>